This is Dennis Hopeless, writer of Spider Woman, and you're listening to The Amazing Spider Talk. Too many who know the angles, uncover and untangle all the questions and the webs left out to tangle. I'll be in 1962, last Wednesday's afternoon. They'll bend your ears with reckless self abandon. The Amazing Spider Talk The Amazing Spider Talk Come swing through the air Sit back and prepare For the Amazing Spider Talk Hello and welcome to the Amazing Spider Talk my name is Dan Gavasson, and I'm the editor of SuperiorSpiderTalk.com. And I'm Mark Ginocchio, the editor of the Chasing Amazing blog. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for this 18th episode of Amazing Spider Talk. We hope you enjoy this podcast and that it provides an intelligent conversation between two fans and collectors as we hope to look at the Spider-Man comic universe in a bit of a bigger picture. Yes, Dan, and for this episode, we'll be discussing Amazing Spider-Man number 18 by Dan Slott, Christos Gage, and Humberto Ramos. Uh, we'll give away some prizes and then read your comments and emails. Awesome, Mark. Sounds like a lot of fun. And, I think uh, so. And, 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 the world, and the world apparently has ended, right, Dan? Is that, is that where we're at right now? I don't know. Actually, I legitimately don't know, Mark. Okay. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're going off on the idea that, you know, this, this will probably be the last Amazing Spider-Man ever. Um, so this is a special episode. I mean, I'm glad that we're ending on this story. I think yeah. this is a memorable story to end on. Yeah, well, at least we can do our essentials <laughs> list till the end of time. There we go. Okay, continue, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, of course, all of our listeners know that if you hear this sound, please check out your iOS device for a link to an article, video, or image to enhance your listening experience. Mark, I wanted to uh, tell our listeners the, that I, I hope they're all enjoying our Essential series and that they got a chance to listen to our, our newest episode, Episode 2, which was a lot of fun, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's the two Rhino issues. They're great, and you know your, your interpretation of them was quite interesting to me, Dan. Cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But then the day after we launched it, my site went down, and with it came the podcast files. And so I wanted to uh, like you know apologize to the listeners and say if you missed that episode, please go back and make sure to listen to it um, because I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, and I'm sorry that the the podcast feed went down. I've kind of put some new things in order to hopefully prevent that from ever happening again. Um, so what can I say? There's hackers on the internet and they suck. But I will say. For all of you looking forward to our next essential pick, make sure you stay around to the end of this episode where we'll announce next week's essential pick, which is your pick, Mark, right? Yes, uh, this, this will be sure to be a doozy. Yeah, I, I know what it is already, and it's going to be really interesting. So, uh, Mark, like you said, this is the end of Amazing Spider-Man, the final issue. So, you know, th- let's not dilly-dally around this, and let's talk about Amazing Spider-Man number 18. <laughs>
Yes, Dan. So you mentioned that this was the final issue. Uh, you know, I joked earlier about the wo- the world ending, and and um, you know, I guess that might actually just be my biggest complaint um, among many <laughs> for this comic book. Was was I, I didn't know what to expect, and and you know, certainly this 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 storyline with Parker Industries has been kind of milk toast um, since it kicked off, but. Um, you know, I would have thought that things would have been left in a somewhat interesting place, given that the book is going on hiatus for, you know, for the world ending uh, in Secret Wars. But it, it just kind of, I don't know, this whole thing just fell flat. And this was a completely unmemorable story for me. Um, and I, I just don't think that, you know, this is going to be something that um, people are going to look back on a few years from now and be like, Oh yeah. Remember the lead up from Spider-Man and the secret wars and renew your vows. Cause it just, everything just feels so disconnected. This was, this was not Wolverine popping the third claw with saber tooth before age of apocalypse. I can tell you that much. Yeah. And I don't know that everything needs to attain that level of, uh, of suspense, you know, it'd be nice to get, but I, you know, this book ends, let's cut right to it. This book ends on another black, black cat cliffhanger. And, you know, how many times have we seen that since this book relaunched? Yeah, I mean, and you're actually, I mean, you're, you're talking about the literal, literal end. I mean, which I, I mean, you know, Peter was involved with that backup story. So I guess, you know, it, it does count. But I mean, I was even just talking about the, the main arc of the last few issues. I mean, the, the Black Cat book was almost, I felt like, course correction from Dan Slott for how terribly he had written her leading up to this. I mean, at least... I feel with the Black Cat story this time around, we got some explanation for why she's been so out of character. Um, but with the Sparker Industries arc, I mean, it's like, you know, um, not, not, not to jump immediately to the end. I mean, we'll talk about other things as well. But, you know, like, you know, Parker Industries, of course, is kind of left in a, in a pile of dust with his staff walking away. And, you know, we're, we're kind of left with this understanding of, well, you know, because of Peter and his connection to Spider-Man, you know, he, he has another, another failure in his life. And, you know, I guess that would mean something if like we had ever, if there had ever been any kind of effort going into establishing why Parker Industries was even important to Peter. It wasn't, this was Doc Ock's creation when he had Peter's body. And since Peter has come back, I mean, you know, we've talked about this in past episodes, Dan. I mean, it's kind of been like, this has almost been more like an albatross, like, you know, something that he's kind of obligated to, but has no understanding of. Yeah. And also the opposition forces to him within the company, mostly Sajani, their motivations have been like all over the place. There's no one solid motivation, and here it lands on that everybody's upset with him for still maintaining uh, the tech for Spider-Man behind everyone's backs. But even just last issue, Anna Maria told him, oh, don't worry about that. Everybody already assumes you're doing that. Um, so the book itself is undermining its, its own uh, like storyline here. And I think it's fine – to make, have that be how he loses the people in his company. That's a classic Peter Parker thing to be hiding something about Spider-Man and having it kind of come back and, you know, kick him in the butt and and have everybody kind of be distrustful of him. Um, that's fine. It feels like a classic Spider-Man ending to his story. But, um, yeah, th- that like that was never a consistent reason for why people wanted to shut him down or end his company. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's a classic Spider-Man predicament, but the, but the problem is there was no um, there was no build-up, there was no the the work was never put in to to build it into a classic Spider-Man moment. Like, you know, I, 
we've we've seen this get played out a lot of different ways, but like you know, for whatever reason, that this the arc that kind of occurred to me while while reading this was kind of you know going back into the eighties during the Stern and Mantlo runs on Amazing Spectacular when you know Peter is like struggling through grad school, and and, and it gets to a point where like he can't be a photographer, a superhero, and a graduate student, and he has to drop out. But like I mean that was that was an earned moment when he finally made that decision because I mean like you saw the struggle you saw the the balancing act and how precarious it was and you know the fact that he was trying to pursue this education you know it was conveyed that this was important to him and it was important to people like Aunt May and other people in his life and and here it, it's just it's this is you, you never get that you know like like you know. I joked in the last episode, and I'll bring it up again. You know, there's 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 not that blueberry pie moment from the, from our Paul Jenkins interview from a couple of years back. You know, this idea of like, you know, this is so important. You know, that the, the the analogy for those who didn't hear that episode was, you know, like Paul Paul was talking about how when he writes a story, it's got to be so important. You know, like the, the stakes got to be so high that even something as innocuous as Spider Man bringing us blueberry pie home. Uh, for for Aunt May, if that pie falls, gets ruined, gets eaten by the rhino, whatever, <laughs> you know, if something happens to it, it's it's you know, it's terrible. It's dramatic. You know, it's going to ruin everything. And it's going like, to reveal you know, his identity or something. Yeah, like it's just like you know, you can't this, you can't have this. And we we don't we never have those blueberry pie steaks with with Parker Industries. Like this was this was something that was kind of thrusted upon Peter and the readers for the most part. Um, well, the funny you know, thing but, is they, they, established, they did some work to establish some stakes in the form of Aunt May and, uh, and Jonah Sr. investing in his company. But even in this issue, when he goes to tell them about it, they like let him off the hook. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and again, it's, it's, it's mostly lip service though, Dan, because it's, it's yeah, they're, they, they're investors, but like you know, there's never. They, I mean, like all it takes is a throwaway line, like "Oh, if something were to happen to Parker Industries, you know, we'd be out on the streets or something." Like, you know what I mean? Like, where are the stakes? There well, we don't. Them. We don't have any idea of what their fortunes are like or how much no. they invested. Yeah, they but, but seem I mean, to still be doing fine. But it's a simple dramatic element, and like these 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 things are being glossed over just to kind of pinball from one subplot to the next. There's no. You know, like nothing, nothing is being earned. It's, 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 it's just, it's just haphazard writing. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. And, and, and quite frankly, it's, it's, it feels very, this whole storyline, it bored me as a reader. And I think because I, I think the writers were bored writing it. And, and the artists, I, 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 I was not impressed with Ramos in this issue. And I, I think you, I, looking from what you wrote on your website, I think you disagree with me, Dan, but we can talk about that too. But this, this, this whole arc just feels very uninspired to me. It feels like this was, you know, these were this was all done by creators who had other things on their minds besides these three issues. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say that. Like, I liked Humberto Ramos's art, but mostly I'm kind of just looking for the good in in the bad. I right. think, you know, at the end of the day, this art team continues to be solid and doing what they can with really like lackluster material. Uh, I mean, they were told to draw rubble and. I think they drew about the best rubble that they could, given 
the description that they were probably uh, tasked with. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. And and, and I, I mean, I should add, like, yes. I mean, when, when compared to the scripting, I think the artwork is definitely a positive. I mean, it's just to me, this was not a storyline that played to an an artist like Ramos's strengths. I think that, you know, you're dealing with like an intangible villain, which I think he had a hard time with. I mean, like I never truly got a sense of what the ghost was. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, I mean, I know the ghost. It's funny. Um, <laughs> on my, on my site recently for, you know, it's kind of a tie into age of Ultron. I wrote about this storyline from the early nineties where Spider-Man sort of kind of fought Ultron, but actually didn't. And I made I had a throwaway line in there about how David Michelinie, when he was on Spider Man, loved to just kind of use these like faceless stormtrooper esque villains, um, you know, mostly from his Iron Man run. It's like it was like the only kind of villains he knew how to do. And the Ghost is one of those villains. And P.S. The Ghost was in that Ultron story too. It's like it's just like it's it, this is not a spy, a villain that works for Spider-Man you know what i mean it's like Spider-Man has always been the place for the, for the the colorful you know the doctor octopus the vulture the you know the the electro you know colorful bombastic characters not these kind of like you know non non-personality robot-esque individuals you know well speaking speaking of ghost i agree with you speaking of ghost uh, let's get to the very beginning of this issue with Sajani, who's got ghosts, I guess, grabbing her heart while he's intangible. And talk about a lackluster resolution to a cliffhanger. Uh, yes. I mean, not that I think any of us – we ex- have come to expect this kind of resolution to these cliffhangers. It feels like every other issue, it's someone is about to die and then just randomly does not die because of some technicality. And I'm not advocating for killing off everybody, but you know, give me a, a dramatic thing that's a cliffhanger that's not just you know set up someone to get hurt and then undo that. You know, I mean, she wasn't even laid up in a hospital bed. She was she was up and yelling at Peter by the end of that issue. I mean, it's like like you said. I mean, like where was the drama there? I mean, it it, it was it was such an obvious fake out being set up. You know, and and. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily think that we need to be killing off characters, but can we, can we at least try and, I don't know, build some sort of suspense for, for, for what's going on, you know? Like, yeah, right. Um, you know, there was more suspense about Peter being pinned underneath rubble and having to be saved again. Um, <laughs> than you know, were, the, the very <laughs> rubble that he lifts instants later. Right. It's like but, it's like you know Slot and and Gage are going out of their way um, to make Peter look like he like can't handle himself. Yeah, and and you know it, I mean and there this is definitely a moment of story over character because I mean it's 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 very clear that they're trying to pay off this moment of Anna Maria and and Clash or so, you know, Clayton. Um, Using using the spider tech, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of I think that's the only purpose a scene like that exists. And it's like you know, it's like we need a scene where they're doing you know where Anna Maria has the web shooters and Clayton is in the stealth suit. It's like okay, I kind of like Clayton in this in the stealth suit suit. I like the idea that he's on parole and has to break his parole to save someone. I thought that was an interesting kind of thing, and I don't know if anything will be done with it, but you know, right. 
Uh, yeah, no, it was. It, I agree. I mean, you know, I still, I still think Clayton is alpha. I mean, I, I, I can't break that. Right, right. <laughs> I think, I think, not that I think he is. I think of him as I should say he's alpha with a beard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, do we want to was... put any lip service to Peter being the background superhero in his own book? We've talked about it, Dan, and and you know I I mentioned it in my in my own review on Chasing Amazing, and and it's like I, I feel like we're beating a dead horse here, but yeah, I mean it's it's this is I don't even know how many issues in a row this is, you know, and 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 not only is it him being in the background, but it's like you know we, like there's still space, you know, verbiage being used on like trying to sell this idea of Anna Maria Golly G isn't she the greatest, you know, it's like. You know, if you have to keep telling us every issue, you're probably not actually doing a good job showing us. You it's know, like, like, it's like if someone like you're in elementary school and this guy comes up to you and he's like, hey, yeah, I'm the cool guy. I'm cool. And the right. first thing you realize is the guy who's telling you who, that he's cool or funny or whatever is clearly not that. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You know, we were talking about in our first essential ep- uh, episode with Jonah, with J. Jonah Jameson, how, you know, he, he comes in and like has to profess, you know, what a good honest guy he is you know it's the 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 mandoff protest too much and i think that's what we have here with anna maria not that she's talking about herself but i mean like i mean the thing with anna maria dan is that you know it's very clear to me that dan slot to a lesser extent crystal gauge i mean they're they're just you know they're, they're attached to this character they want this character to work i mean dan we liked anna maria when she was first introduced because she was something different and, and kind of brought a different level of verve to the book. But, you know, without Otto, I feel like that character has kind of lost her teeth. And and now it's like, well, you know, I feel like the creators are telling us, well, she's still important. And, and you know, this is why, because look at all the great things she can do for Peter. But, you know, like I mean, are they? I mean, do we are we even considering them like friends? I, I I don't know what that relationship is. You know, like I don't know why they would be. It's strange because we lost Carly Cooper at the end of Goblin Nation, who to me I think still had an important role to play in the book, but we kept Anna Maria, who I felt like her time was kind of over, other than like this weird and, and interesting idea of her kind of realizing about Otto's death and what it meant to, you know, have someone else's mind in the body of the, her lover. But we didn't even do that story. So I don't know who who or what this character is. Yeah. And then she kind of, you know, flips out a bit on Peter here in this issue because, you know, we got to remind Peter for all the wrongs he's done. I mean, and and that's interesting. Like, if she's angry at Peter, I could understand it. But what she's angry at him for... I don't feel like he's earned that anger um, in, in her eyes. And I also don't know if she's being sincere in her anger or just putting on a show. So if it's a dramatic beat, I'm not necessarily sure that it is even a dramatic beat. Yeah, it's 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 puzzling. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know what to say about it anymore. I mean, I'm assuming she's not going to be in Renew Your Vows. So uh, I guess we'll get a break. Maybe she's the daughter. Oh, God. Dan, don't even choke. No, I know. I I mean, if I'm looking for, like, bright spots in this issue, there is a moment where, uh, uh, speaking of Superior, 
like Peter makes a reference to Aunt May that he was like kind of a different guy a short while ago. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, good. Someone's at least acknowledging that Superior even happened. Uh, yeah which is just so weird i mean we've talked about this a bunch but i mean i bet aunt may is like yeah i like that guy a lot better oh god (laughs) yeah i'm sure (laughs) he was so much more confident and (laughs) self-assured except that i guess the last time she really interacted with him no they gave him money but one of the final times she interacted with him is when he like blew up on her in his venom mode yes so maybe she didn't actually like him better it's true. Yeah. Oh. Um, what do you think so about what, the living brain in this? Um, you know, well, so what's what, – are we still betting that Otto is somehow existing within the living brain? That's – I yeah, that, that is like – my well, my original thought was Peter was going to come back by inhabiting the living brain. But now right. I'm thinking that Otto is coming back by inhabiting the living brain. You know, I mean – the living brain – I actually kind of like <laughs> – one of my weird thoughts with the living brain was – and I know like in one in one of the panels he was drawn next to Anna Maria. But like I, like how big is the living brain? I don't know. I thought he was pretty big. I mean he kind of looked like Hulkbuster big in this in this issue. Yeah. I, I guess he was like slightly smaller than a, an adult male is – because I'm thinking back to uh, Amazing Spider-Man number eight where he's introduced – yeah, uh, and he's yeah he's about like a man size I imagine yeah okay I always kind of saw him more as like R two D two size no so. I think he's bigger than that okay anyway uh, yeah no I mean you know that that I I, I mean <laughs> I don't want to be mean but I'm going to be uh, you know if 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 this was being written by anyone else I'd be like oh wow you know kind of the existence of the of the living brain and all these kind of Things that they're dropping in, you know, these are these are flags to me, you know, like like you know they're Chekhovian guns, but you know, with the way Dan Slot has been writing Spider-Man for the better part of a year, it could just be that the cigar is just a cigar. Yeah, although he could be playing the long game, and uh, I think we're maybe making a little too much fun of that. Yes, um, because I actually like it when creators play the long game if it's smartly done. Yes, but. Well, um, speak- Speaking of long games, so what did you think of the black cat backup? I mean, I think finally he's actually addressing that she's being written completely out of character. And I'm not saying that's a good thing that he's addressing it because a good writer shouldn't even have to do that. Uh, and I'm not saying Dan Slott's not a good writer. It's just kind of been off recently. But, uh, yeah, like Peter legitimately just says, like, this isn't you. You're acting completely unlike yourself. Maybe it's your bad luck powers. And I'm like, okay, like if we're going to retroactively like make that the reason she's being written so strangely, I guess I'll buy it now. But like it's not an ideal situation. It's it's not ideal, but you want to know something like I, I kind of like the simplicity and directness of this. You know what I mean? Like I, I, this is something that was needed months ago with Felicia yeah. or a year ago. You know, like like this idea that, you know, you are just not yourself, you know, like and and her response, I thought, was effective. Like that part of me is long gone. Like like to me, hearing somebody say that, like, you know, I I just, you know, I've. 
things have broke a certain way in my life and thus I can't be this person anymore makes more sense to me than this like, you know, Kill Bill revenge fest that she was on with with Spider-Man, you know, like it just didn't add up to me. So So now we're kind of acknowledging that she's gone insane. And yeah, I'll I'll, I'll buy that. And I do want to like say, you know, like – you know, acknowledge a writer that's trying to like fix something, and I think that deserves at least acknowledgement. Yeah, agreed. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm more okay with this now than I was before. <laughs> in, in levels of okay, you're, you've moved up a notch. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else on this comic, Dan? Not really. I mean, gosh, so many of these stories and dangling threads have just been brushed under the rug here. And if they aren't addressed when this book returns, I think that will just be par for the course. But then, like, officially, I just – I really – I'm sinking to a low of not caring about this book that I've rarely experienced. But is this book returning, Dan? Uh, <laughs> I think by the cliffhanger here, it seems very clear that it is. doesn't even say in the last uh, panel, like, to be continued or something. No, it does. I actually looked for that. It doesn't. Okay. But but you know, it doesn't. It doesn't also say that you know to be continued with Miles Morales, which is you know the rumor. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, we'll see. I mean, if anything, Secret Wars had a pretty interesting beginning. Yes. So what's your uh, what's your grade, Dan? You know, I was actually going to go a little higher on this issue because I was feeling pretty generous. But yeah. now that we've talked about it, I, I'm going to say it's a D plus. All right, I'm going to go D minus. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that I dispirited you so I, much. Yeah, I was going to give it a C, like which would be in in accordance to how I'm comparing it to my site. But yeah, no, I you've you've talked me down, Mark. This oh, is one of the weeks. <laughs> you've talked you, you you've talked me up and down over the over the past few months. So we're good. Okay. Well, in but, the meanwhile, let's let's talk about. Our favorite club in the world. Stand a little straighter, walk a little prouder, be an innovator, laugh a little louder, go for every trader, we can show you how to. And when will you be then? You'll belong, you'll belong, you'll belong, you'll belong to the Merry Marble Marching Society. Yes, boys and girls, you just heard the the song intro from Dan there, and uh, that means it's time that we thank all of the wonderful people who have decided to donate some of their hard-earned dough and cash and money to the show and have opted to join the friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club. This week, we have one new member. Thanks. It's Oh, that was just me, like, breathing heavily. I didn't actually meant to cheer. Thanks to Trennis Reese for donating to the show and becoming a member. Yeah, thanks, Trennis. Uh, it it's, we really appreciate it. And, I mean, 
if, if, like, you remember what I said at the beginning of the show, your money is directly keeping the show alive because without it, I wouldn't be able to secure the site and keep it up and running. So thank you very much uh, for that. This site has just been plagued with problems. So hopefully we're out of those weeds. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, the, the malware stops crawling into the spaces of your site. Oh, geez, that would be – that's so annoying. But uh, anyway, uh, if you're a member, of course, please check your email for your free comics. And if you'd like to become a member of the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club and help support the show, please make sure you go to our site and click on the giant button that reads Friendly Neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club. Why did we name it that, Mark? So we can joke about it every episode, Dan. That is true. It is a real uh, uh, boon to this show. Well, then, speaking of boons to our shows, why don't we uh, toot our own horn with some comments and emails? You know, I like to toot. So, uh, yeah, comments and emails. Uh, so that means uh, you can, of course, leave us comments at iTunes and Stitcher, where you can also subscribe to our show. And if you can't find our show, just search on Amazing Spider Talk or just Spider-Man. We come up pretty quickly. And if you want to uh, send us an email, email us at AmazingSpiderTalk at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at one of us and hashtag it OK to print. Yeah, you can totally uh, send us those messages on Twitter, and I know that I said that we would be giving out the Amazing Spider-Man number 72. We're actually going to be announcing the winner on next week's show, so make sure you stay tuned and you listen in if you're a person that's commented on the show, because you may have won a copy of Amazing Spider-Man number 72. So let's start off with our first comment, Mark. How about you uh, get to this first one? It's kind of got a funny name. Yeah, um... (laughs) The the name of the of the person is Craven drives a Hummer. Does he mark? Do, is is that is that a canon thing? I, I it is now. I guess it's better than the Spider Mobile. Yeah, right. Or or Craven drives a Gibbon. Is that? Uh, <laughs> Jerry Conway would be upset if we if he heard us making fun of the Gibbon. Oh boy! But it is worth noting that the Gibbon is a terrible villain. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> anyway, Craven drives a Hummer. Right? It's best cast in my feed. Five out of five. Spider Talk is the podcast for all things Spider Man with discussion and food reviews from two fans who know their silk from their cobwebs. This is a one stop spider shop. I'm assuming he actually means silk like like. The substance, not the character, because that would be weird. Yes, no, I think I think he's making an interesting metaphor there, Mark. Yes, although metaf- I'm glad he mentioned our food reviews. We need to do them more often. Yeah, so you know, give me give me something to to rage against that's not Irish bacon. We'll we'll come up with something. All right, Dan, we got a, we got a nice acronym for this next one. Yeah, we do. It's uh, it's from a person named PPTSSM, which means Mark Peter Parker the Sensational Spider-Man or no, Spectacular Spider-Man? Spectacular. It could be, but I, was that book called Peter Parker, The Sensational Spider-Man? No. It was just called The Sensational Spider-Man, Mark. Yeah, but I also just like, you know, stop. Never, I don't think I ever refer to Spectacular as Peter Parker, The Spectacular. No, but anyway. neither, but that is the title. Anyway, this one is called Adjectiveless. No, it's amazing. Five out of five. And... uh 
Peter Parker, the sensational Spider-Man, or is it spectacular, writes, I'm thankful that Dan and Mark do this podcast. They provide a show that I can listen to with my son as they discuss my favorite fictional character of all time. I only wish that Marvel would take to heart some of their criticisms. I love that Dan and Mark look at the current series through the lenses of Lee, Ditko, Romita, Stern, JMS, and Conway. Their new segment, Looking at Essential Spider-Man Stories, is off to a strong start. Well, thank you very much, Peter Parker. Yeah, you know, and I'm glad to hear that the Essentials are getting good reviews so far, Dan. Yeah, and that someone's listening to it with their son. That's really cool. Yeah, definitely. That means I got to watch my language. As (laughs) as Captain America would say, language. Oh, yeah, right. Or Robbie Rodriguez needs to watch his language. Well, that's and and the dog in the background. I've had some weird run-ins this week. Speaking of that, I uh, I bumped into Robbie on Free Comic Book Day. Oh yeah, uh, just at the store or something, or yeah, he was at the store, and uh, I got him to sign my uh, my Spider Gwen comics, um, which is pretty cool. And then I went to a movie the other night, actually two nights ago, and sat next to John Semper Jr. from our. Uh, um, Spider-Man the Animated Series podcast, and we just happened to be sitting next to each other in the movie theater. Now, hold on a second, Dan. Uh, the, the, I mean, those are both great stories, but you you, ha- you just so happened to have Spider-Man comics with you when you saw Robbie Rodriguez? No, no, no. It was, I mean, it was free comic book day, and they had Spider-Man comics there. Okay, so you picked one up and then had him signed it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And he drew a Spider-Man on my, on my book. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very hopefully, nice. Hopefully, hopefully not like Frank Cho. Yes, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Let's not even get into that. No, I know, I know. <laughs> um, All right, so Mark, what about our last comment here? Uh, uh, this last one is from Andrew Lamy, L A M I A, L A M I. Andrew writes, "Great show, five out of five. Love the show. One of the only podcasts I listen to. You guys have the two best Spider-Man sites on the web, hands down, or webs down, right? Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> We got an interesting email, Mark, from uh, our longtime listener, Chris Stokes, and member of our uh, fan club here, or our members club, if you will. And um, he wrote to us about how he is, you know, kind of frustrated like we are about the book and how Peter always seems to be the weakest character in the book. And so he tweeted to Dan Slott about it. And actually, there was a really interesting back and forth between the two of them um, that uh, I thought was worth mentioning. Uh, Mark, do you have the uh, the tweets up here in front of you? I, I just opened that up, and and you know we'll 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 read this for the most part back and forth. But it says you know Chris writes to to Dan Slott, you know that you know for real I love Superior Spider Man so good, but ever since Peter has been back, why is he the weakest character in the book? And and Slott responds, to be fair, in that time he's led an army of Spider Man against an unstoppable family of interdimensional vampires. And Chris writes back, and I'm glad Chris kind of followed followed up here. Uh, I guess my issue was that he seems to always need to be saved by another character. That said, I love to see Spock moving forward. And Slot writes, given the opening Silk arc and the current Parker Industries arc on either side of Spider-Verse, that's a fair beef. So, I mean, I, first of all, this does demonstrate, you know, people who talk about Dan Slot's behavior on social media. I mean, you know, this is proof positive that if you talk to him like a person and respectfully, uh, he will respectfully Usually, I'm, I'm assuming respectfully respond to you. I mean, you know, like he, he this never got hostile, and it seems like a pretty respectable back and forth. Yeah, and, I, and it's something I want to encourage moving forward. Um, you know, we, we actually, uh, you know, kind of I kind of issued a request, maybe not a request, but like said, if you're going to email in 
to the letters column, you know, keep it respectful so that we can actually get some real serious responses in, in, in the back of the book. And we had a couple people say to us like that they did that and, and, and some of the letters seemed really great. Um, so I, I want to, you know, I can't control you guys out there in listener world, but I will say, you know, if we can put out a, a front of like, criticism that's rational and and well-mannered i think you know we can actually have our voices heard yeah i think i think the only way to exact any kind of change is to actually be be normal and not be crazed and foaming at the mouth fans about it but you know that's that's all i got that's, that's, those are my two cents yeah like like most of the internet unfortunately yes exactly it was you know all right dan so why, why don't we start the road home yeah, there's no real news this week, so I guess it's just time to say goodbye. Of course, uh, if you guys want to, you can find all of our new Amazing Spider Talk and old Superior Spider Talk podcasts at superiorspidertalk.com or find us on iTunes and Stitcher by searching for Amazing Spider Talk. And if you do, please make sure you leave us a rating and a comment because it's going to really let us know how we're doing. We really read them all, and we all read them all on the air as well. Um, and that goes for any opinions you guys have on these comics or any questions. We didn't get many emails this time, so be sure to send us emails to AmazingSpiderTalk at gmail.com. And again, we'll address and read them on the air as well. So, uh, yeah, Mark, where else can they keep up with us on the Internet? Well, of course, there's our handy-dandy Facebook pages at Facebook.com slash SuperiorSpiderTalk and Facebook.com slash ChasingAmazing because they are actually great places to keep up with us in between shows. We put up articles, Irish bacon recipes, uh, Karate Kid 3 reviews. What else, Dan? How many reviews of Karate Kid 3 have you written? All of them. Oh, really? <laughs> That's weird. I, I'm not going to stop until you know Movie Dare does Karate Kid 3. All right, all right. Well, someday we will do it. I promise you that. Okay. Um, and also don't forget to check out our friendly neighborhood Spider Talk Members Club that helps support our show and keeps Dan's site malware free. Yes. Well, I mean, it hasn't yet, but we're hoping that it will. Yes. We we are now officially, what, three days without malware? Yes. No, actually, <laughs> I got an email this morning, but then they cleaned it. So oh my God. you should be able to come to my site and be just fine. It's only affecting me. But, uh, yeah, my computer is crying. Okay. <laughs> Um, And thanks again to the awesome musical artists that uh, contributed our our music for our show. That includes Rylan Bojack, who wrote our theme song, and our outro song from Magic. Awesome. Uh, Mark, next week is your pick for our next Essential Spider-Man book. Can you tell the listeners what we'll be talking about so they can join in? Yeah. um, This one is is definitely going a little bit off the grid here, Dan. Uh, You know, we were talking earlier about... PPSSMs and sensationals and and web ofs and adjectivalists and I'm picking a, a story from the not so famous Spider-Man series or actually not a Spider-Man series at all Marvel Two in One we're gonna look at Marvel Two in One annual it's an annual issue Dan uh, now um, you're really pushing here Mark number two which uh, for the uninitiated that is uh, uh, Spider-Man Thing and Avengers team up versus Thanos. Very exciting, Mark. Now, here's the real question is, where can the listeners find this issue? Well, that's a tough one. This is, this is, and it's not, it's not a cheap, this is, you know, 
actually one of the most famous uh, Thanos Avengers stories of all time, probably you know right behind the Infinity Gauntlet. So if you're going to actually go and try and find an act- a-, a copy of it, you're going to have to pay for it. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, Marvel issued a one-shot that, in- that contained um, this story along with the uh the first part of it which does not involve spider-man it's uh from avengers annual number seven uh they uh, i think a couple of years ago also and this is still in print there was a trade paperback uh thanos versus the avengers uh where you can find this yeah i saw uh, it on amazon for like 20 bucks right um my actually the first time i actually read this story was in the essential adam warlock book uh you know dan I know you're not a huge fan of Marvel Cosmic, but I, I love the the cosmic stuff from the '70s and and you know even from some of the early '90s when it kind of had its resurgence, and, and, and quite frankly in the mid 2000s when it had its next resurgence with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I don't uh, know that I just I don't like it. I just don't know enough about it. Um, yeah, like I know uh, who Thanos is, but I'm not that versed in his lore and all these power gems and things like that. Um, so maybe I'm a Poor Marvel fan over here. Nah, it's it's you know it's an acquired taste, but you know it just wasn't what I was reading, you know, as a kid, and so I, I kind of just stuck with the the kind of gritty, down to earth New York heroes in in Marvel's universe. But um, I'm I, I'm ready to talk about this issue. I, you know, I don't own this issue, so I read it on YouTube. Um, so if you aren't going to be able to find this issue i'll include a link right here and um you can go to there and watch it on youtube i would say it's not the best way to read this but if you really want to keep up with us and you have no other means to do it then you know so be it it's how i read it and this is gonna make me sound really bad but uh yeah i'm sure you're I'm sure Jim Starlin is a huge fan of you right now. <laughs> Look, you know, I, I got to do it. Whatever it takes to do this show, I'm going to do it, Mark. <laughs> so, Dan, beyond, beyond your YouTube links, where, where else can we find you on the Internet? Yeah, well, of course, you can follow my personal account on Twitter at, at Dan Gavazdan, or you can go to superiorspidertalk.com to uh, read all my Spider-Man writing, and you can follow us on Twitter at, at SupSpiderTalk. Um, for all of our good news and reviews and all that stuff. Uh, what about you, Mark? Well, of course, you can find me at my home base of www.chasingamazingblog.com. Uh, just this past week, uh, the Superblog team up uh, met up again, and, and the theme for this uh, go-around was top ten lists. So I did a top ten list about my ten favorite moments from, the, from my chase to collect every issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, it was uh, a really so, great article, Mark. I really enjoyed it, and not just because I got a name uh, shout out. That's true, and yeah, in the, the number one entry, no less. I know, um, I know. I was touched, man. Uh, well, that's good. Um, I'm a bit bummed because I was supposed to join you in this, but uh, I kind of flaked out, and uh, you know, well, you, grad school has kind of does that to you. Yeah, I understand. So uh, no worries. Um, and of course, you can also find me on Twitter at chasing asm blog. Uh, I'm actually kind of on a bit of a hiatus from comicbook.com right now, but you can probably check the archives for my stuff there. Mark, I, I you know, when you were, I heard a story about you walking around New York uh, the other day, and you came upon this, uh, you know, crumbling building that had just been demolished, 
and and that you like bumped into someone really interesting. Yeah, that person, you know, he was just kind of this this nice older gentleman. Um, and except, you know, it was weird. He, he was trying to sabotage the building. Like what? he was, he, yeah, he was like, and he was like, you know, if corporations are people, then I'm a murderer or something like that. I forget what the exact saying was, was but he like uh, shouting it, this into the crowd. Yeah, he was pretty crazy. I, I don't know. And, and, you know, it kind of left me a little unnerved, but then fortunately right behind him, I saw my uncle Ben. Oh, and he, and he, and I was, he was, I was like, worried that that he was going to end up being Uncle Ben. No, no, no. And Uncle Ben was like, just ignore that guy. He's one of the local crazies. Uh, and also remember, with great podcasts, there must also come amazing spider talk. Mm-hmm.